0: get their way and pass any of this stuff, which right now it's really not looking like that's gonna happen, but let's just say they do. They'll have so much say in what we can say and anything that we've posted on Twitter if it was anti who or something they will have the ability to go to uh, shutter all of our accounts down again and they'll so we're not going to win for any for losing essentially so it, the freedom of speech thing is still very much a real problem and we and that is that the crux of all of this because once they shut that down there's no way for people to know what the heck is going on except to get together like they did in the revolutionary times and the privacy of your home and little pubs in dark corners and passing out paper because there'll be no internet. You know, I mean, there'll be be no like
1: communism. It'll be what the communist countries have. It'll be the Soviet Union. And we're half there right now. If you've been paying attention, you know, the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations want to see the end of the dollar reserve currency, and many countries are joining their efforts. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are going to fail with 99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure. And 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at Tell them Sarah sent me and you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Ann VanderSteel, the independent journalist who is behind the scenes working like crazy to do investigative work and figure out what's really going on. She's made multiple trips to Panama and to the border and all over the country, figuring out what's going on in different areas, the ports, the border. She's going to talk about that. What did they really see at the border? She's in agreement that It's a combination of people pushing back and a PSYOP. And the only reason they're even doing anything about anything is because the people are pushing back. So you need to keep pushing back. But some of the information she's going to share with you is just it's it's very unsettling to know that our country is behind the human trafficking and allowing in so many military age men into our country. That's something that's unsettling. Another unsettling thing is the girls and the women who are coming into this country before they even leave, they're getting rape kits because they know they're probably going to get raped. How awful is that? So she's going to share all that. And then we're going to talk about tactical civics. We're going to talk about other practical things and solutions that you can do and get involved in. We talk about the arms and the legs and the UCC code that if, if people haven't seen the paying off the national debt, it that's a really important interview that I've done looking at these UCC codes or UCC filings. We're still working on all of that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before I get into that, I want to talk about Dr. Zolenko's Z Stack. It's such a great product. They have a whole set of products. I'll show you some of the products that they have here. They have the Kids Z Stack, they have the Detox, they have the original Z Stack. Excellent, excellent product for dealing with colds, the flu. If you've gotten the jab, it's a really important product to have so that you don't get sick while you're trying to figure out how to deal with your immune system prevent yourself from getting sick, it's it's a great product. The ZStack Kids actually uses a portion of that to deal with human trafficking. It's one of the things that Zev wanted to do was fund projects with his proceeds, with his profits that will help the country and it will help human trafficking. And so that's what they're doing. So the link is below, or you can go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Okay, let's get into my great discussion with Ann Vandersteel.
0: Hi, Anne. Welcome to the program. Sarah, great to be here. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? It has. I was like, now I finally
1: have the great Anne Vandersteel on my program. It's been a long time. And you, it's perfect timing because you've been doing some amazing investigative work uh, about the border and other areas. Can you talk about what you've been doing lately with the border and I believe with Panama and other
0: things, please. Sure. Us. Well, first of all, thank you for all your work because you truly are an amazing investigative journalist and you have been out there. And, and like me, you both, we both have been just censored to an oblivion where they really are just trying to stamp us out. So the fact that you still show up and you do your work is a testament to, to who you are and the fact that you genuinely you. are invested in pursuing the truth and also restoring the Republic, fixing the problems here. I mean, right. You know, the US and Canada have, um, we really should be a lot more aligned in solving our problems. And I think the people can be, they just don't know how to stand. And so this is the work that I'm involved in. And my journey on the border, you know, started several years ago. Uh, when I was working down there with Tim Foley of the Arizona uh, Border Recon, just getting to know him. And then of course, doing the people's convoy. And I went back, I kept going back to Arizona because we were watching the wall go up, but we were also watching all the drug cartels mule in their drugs. Um, We had uh, trail cams all over the place, thanks to Tim's hard work. He's been out there a lone man, big kudos to him because he really has been that lone wolf out there defending our border in Arizona with really no support at all. And, uh, you know, the today's overwhelming response to what's happening at the border is, I'm sure, a refreshing um, change for him. And he's happy to see it. But it's sort of like, where have we been? Where where's the Americans been? Why were we not paying closer attention? Why were we derelict on our duties, standing on our Constitution and performing our civic duty to govern? We have been derelict. And so. Michael Yan, who's a very famous Green Beret war correspondent, reached out to me. We met uh, during J6 and stayed in contact. He reached out to me and said, Ann, I'm wanting to do a border trip and you're the first person I'm calling. Would you go with me this Past summer. So we went to Texas border, starting down at uh, Brownsville, where actually where SpaceX is, and uh, and Boca Chica. And we were working our way west to California when in McAllen, Texas, a couple of things were massive red flags. One, we ran into a DHS whistleblower that opened up our eyes to just how huge the human trafficking component of yeah. this is specifically yeah. for children. And we'd heard about this, right? We've heard about it for years, but we now got an up close personal uh look into the into the world of human trafficking trafficking and as aided and comforted and funded by our United States government through national, or should we say non-governmental organizations and just how big that is with all of these monster facilities. And we went to see some of these huge warehouses that have 5,000 kids, 2,000 kids, what have you under roof. Is it just kids? The ones that we went to were just children. And we also received a list of a three month snapshot out of just one warehouse in California. That had 8,600 kids that had been removed out of that warehouse and dispersed around the country, and the addresses were everywhere in every state. And some of these addresses had, uh, you know, a hundred children registered there, which is insane. Insane. That's not. And I've even- heard that.
1: Yeah, and I've heard that people have gone to those addresses and find just fields and things. It's not even real.
0: They're not exactly it's banks, it's uh post office boxes. It's crazy. It's just the most insane thing. They're not even real addresses, but sometimes there are real addresses. And when you get to these addresses, like some of the ones in Austin, Texas, we saw, you saw Los Cholos, which is gangs for the children. And you saw literally kids all over the place hanging out with tats on and getting their head shaved and they had the gang symbols tattooed on of MS thirteen or whatever. And it was literally these kids have been imported to be gang members so were they ever even children to begin with that's a question so this whole human trafficking effort has been about not only trafficking children for child sex trafficking and women for you know sex trafficking and forced labor but also importing the trojan army so the story developed in texas uh from there we made a lot of headways we were able to get some meetings with say senator bob hall from the texas state legislature we had an uh, emissary go and meet with the um Attorney General Ken Paxton, who at that time was actually going through the impeachment inquisition in Texas. Uh, But because we had discovered a massive 60 square mile development, specifically being marketed to illegal aliens in Latin America, Central and South America, with Instagram and TikToks and all this stuff marketing, you can own a piece of property in Texas and have the American dream. um, We we flew over this property and took members of Congress, uh, sheriffs, et cetera, and other journalists. Right? Yeah, it was because massive. Massive, yeah, yeah. Colony rich, huge, and uh, we exposed it. And so these are the types of things that we were able to do with Operation Burning Edge while we were down on the border. Bring public attention, massive media attention to the illegal alien developments, to the crisis at the border, to the non not NGOs, to the funding of the United States government, to the clear treasonous acts of Majorca, Secretary of, uh, you know, of um, the Department of Homeland Security, and uh, of course Biden. And uh, and anybody else that's not standing on the Constitution, like Greg Abbott, who should have been screaming for Article 4, Section 4 more loudly, but then he could have stood on Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which means the states can defend their borders and deport anybody that shouldn't be there. So for three years, Abbott didn't do that. He just busts these people to more deeply into our country, which really frankly, Sarah, is more compliant with the World Economic Forum's doctrine for mass migration, uh, which they act as the unofficial State Department, frankly, for the United Nations. And you saw their doctrine really developed by Joe Biden and President Obador of Mexico and, and the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, when they signed the DNA, the Declaration of North America on January 10th, 2023, which basically made all those three countries into one region and thus furthering the development of diversity, equity inclusion the 17 sustainable goals and you know really pushing for migration into united states and canada so this has just been a, an operation that we had to expand by going into into central america specifically into the Darien Gap and we've made numerous trips down there headed back down next week in fact with a team of journalists to expose this to a bigger audience so people understand the ngos involved the funding sources involved the critical nature of panama to the national security interests of america and frankly the whole western hemisphere and the infiltration of the ccp iran and russia through and, and out this entire region and all of the, you know, countries and state sponsors of terror that are being whisked through the Darien Gap, again, on the American taxpayer's dime and infiltrated through our border. And then, of course, paid to be here. And and now they're finding pathways to give them to jobs without even citizenship. So the Constitution is just in flames and tatters. And the American people are derelict. We need to stand up and do our job and govern again. So that's really, uh, in a nutshell, kind of what I'm doing right now.
1: Well, we're at war, essentially. Yeah with Ukraine, we, we, with Russia and as a proxy war. And they, everybody knows it. We're at war with Gaza and the Palestinians, the Middle East. Everybody knows it. We're funding all the bombs. While we have a wide open border, you know, which is just ridiculous. And then all the kids that are, you know, and all the rapes and everything else, what are you seeing in Panama? Like, why is Panama such a key region for this activity?
0: Great question. Uh, first of all, when Jimmy Carter, that peanut farmer that came out of nowhere that became president, decided to give away the Panama Canal to Panama after American money, American lives, and American ingenuity built the Panama Canal, uh, we were running that down there. We you know, liberated Panama from Noriega and from a horrific, horrific regime. Panamanians love Americans. They loved us then. They love us today. And they the one thing we hear every time we go back down is where are the americans why aren't you here we're being run over by you know countries with communist interests if you took if you look globally and you take a global perspective on what's happening right now with the power shift of course the brics nations rising up they uh, they are basically uh, commanding 75% of the world's GDP at this yep. point in time. Yep. And they are moving into their gold-backed bricks basket of currencies. And they you know, were summarily dismissed off the swift financial banking system by Joe Biden. Russia was the first one to get kicked out. Saudi Arabia has decoupled from the petrodollar. So the things that you know basically bolstered the United States dollar um, have been detached. And now we're supposed to be standing on the full faith and credit of the United States, to which I say, what credit? The only credit they have is the sweat equity of the people. And that's what they've been basing their credit off of for 150 years. Well, you know, at this point, the people have been bamboozled and lied to for so long. And we're starting to wake up to the fact that Federal Reserve is an international banking cartel and the money from the Reserve that when you write your check to the IRS doesn't even go to the Americans. It's going up to the World Bank and out of the country and continuing to fund the UN and the NGOs and the invasion of America. Panama being critical because, first of all, national security, the canal, when we need to move ships around the world, we need to go. We need to do it expediently. If we have a war in the Pacific, if we're looking at, you know, going to war with China over Taiwan or we need to defend our interests in the east, we need to traverse. And the Panama Canal saves a lot of time Um, in addition to goods and services, food security, uh, just commercial security moving inventory so that we have our shelves filled when we need goods and services here in the u.s and of course up and down you know latin america the canal is critical uh it was a revenue generator as well for the united states now it's a revenue generator for panama but here's the problem as soon as we pulled out of the panama canal who do you think was the first flag to to transit the canal on a ship what country china and today you see massive a massive influence of china why because the chinese belt and road initiative and if you look at the map of the chinese belt and road initiative it is absolutely critical that they connect from the southern tip of south america to canada And they run it right up the pan-american highway and the panama canal is a critical piece of that and then of course it runs through the pan-american highway in latin america up to brownsville texas where it picks up the i-69 corridor and runs right through the midwest past chicago up into canada so they have their route laid out, and it includes all over, you know, Africa and, and, and Asia and Europe, of course. So they want their tri-state city headquarters with the WEF in um, you know, the Netherlands and Germany and Brussels. But they need that connectivity. And what they've done since we stepped out, abandoned the Monroe Doctrine, and gave the canal to Panama, they have pulled in and invested mass infrastructure in the area. When you drive up and down the Pan Pan American Highway, Sarah, you see bodegas with Chinese writing left and right. It is Chinese grocery stores everywhere you look. It's so rare to actually see something that's in English, let alone something that's really Panamanian when it comes to scale. So they have moved in and they have, ports, they have cruise ports, they have, you know, all sorts of terminals around the canal. The American presence, some of the biggest corporations like Bechtel, cannot be found. So we have literally given away our national security interests where we had Fort Clayton, a beautiful, magnificent compound. I forget how many buildings are there, but guess who's owning it now? That's right. The U.N. has stepped in and they have you know, issued uh, uh, receipts and, and offices to 64 NGOs that are now housed in our old Fort Clayton, an old Southern command fort that the U.S. Army built. And we've given it away, just given all of our infrastructure away. So we don't even have a foothold in there. It's really quite startling to know that communism is knocking it right at our doorstep. And China intends to march because the Belt and Road Initiative intends to get to Canada and they're going to go right through the United States.
1: Well, what do you think about all the ports that have been taken over? I had a person who worked with the ports. It works for the, what do you call it? The army, oh, the Coast Guard, which is under the Navy. And he was saying that all these shipping companies are foreign owned. So all these ports are controlled by different countries Uh, What do you think of that? He was trying to blow the whistle and get all this information out there.
0: Oh, sure. Uh, And we have given up a lot of our ports. But fortunately, during the Trump administration, we were able to get out of a lot of bad deals. So, for instance, Gulf Tainer, Mary Fanning, by the way, has done incredible work on this. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her work at um, You Don't Know American uh, and the American Report with Mary Fanning. She wrote those. Yeah, she wrote those Gulf Tainer pieces, which were mind blowing because, you know, we basically gave away some critical uh, ports on the East Coast to, you know, to clearly countries that have, do not have our, int- our best interests at heart. In fact, these are countries that, you know, would love to, you know, smuggle in. Uh, dirty bombs and what have you, and th- there's no accounting for what's coming in on these ships when these ports are owned by foreign interests. Uh, the LAX port was owned by China or had that lease under Trump. We reversed that. We got the LAX port back. Uh, the Los Angeles, you know, port of Los Angeles, we got all that back, but. This is if you look at the Chinese Belt and Road Initiative map, they clearly have all of these ports that they're going to that they currently have. And they have a bunch up and down Latin America and Central South America and, of course, in the Far East and in Europe. But they still are targeting American ports uh, on both coasts. And you look at the railways that they have um, already started to take over in terms of investment interests with other Uh, railroad operators, they already have our North, South and East, West railroads locked down. They have, you know, majority interest in a lot of these rail lines. So we are in, we're in, we've lost control of the country. The only person that seems to have their head on the shoulders when it comes to China is governor Sarah Huckabee, because she's already said, get out and she's punting these these chinese uh business interests out of her state and not allowing them in this is what americans need to do this is what abbott should have been doing all along but again he's a wef puppet a world economic forum puppet so you know he and the wef and the ccp are tied at the hip right now because the enemy of my enemy is my ally and right now they need to take down the united states because america is in the way of the united nations taking over the world and that's their job and and they're doing it really really um, methodically and we're letting him do it, unfortunately.
1: Experience the groundbreaking advancements of Leela's quantum technology, now backed by over 40 placebo-controlled studies conducted by elite institutions and renowned universities worldwide. This revolutionary technology surpasses previous achievements as confirmed by prestigious organizations such as the Emoto Institute in Japan. Scientific investigations reveal that Leela's technology not only enhances blood health and circulation, but also neutralizes the adverse effects of electromagnetic fields expedites wound healing, and elevates ATP production in human cells. Embrace the extraordinary benefits of Leela's tech as recognized and utilized by world-class athletes, esteemed functional medicine practitioners, and leading figures in the field of biohacking. Explore a range of transformative products from the HEAL capsule, shielding you from harmful EMFs to the quantum block, allowing you to infuse frequencies into your cherished possessions. Dive into the realm of innovation and wellness at sarahwestall.com slash shop or by following the link below. Well, and China believes, rightfully so or not rightfully so, that if the WEF and the UN takes over, they will be the, they will take the, what the United States position was, they will be the new US, the police, police person of the world, and their average living will go way up. Sure. Well, so that's they, their motivation regardless. But I don't think they're aligned. They're enemies, right? I mean, I don't know if they're really aligned.
0: No, I I don't believe that uh, ultimately the CCP who, let's see, we've seen them stand up police stations in numerous countries, including our own, right? They were already spying on the Chinese in New York and in other cities, and they were discovered and, and they were shut down. But that is, in fact, what they intend to do. They don't want to take over. They want the countries to become China. It's a difference in philosophy. They want to make America China. And they stand on the fact. And this is why, you know, Michael Yan talks about this. And it's quite brilliant. Uh, and I, I've really started to research this. And he's spot on. You got to look at um, the invasion of countries from a museum history perspective and an anthropological perspective and they wage war anthropological warfare and museum warfare what does that mean so right now if you look in central america you can go to certain countries like in um, guatemala where they are doing a pretty good job of waging museum and anthropological warfare because the chinese are going in and looking at the dna and the ancestries and they're saying see we're very similar we have an asian descent therefore you really are chinese and they're saying the same thing about north america because they're using the indigenous uh population here saying look you came across that land bridge from siberia which was asia which means you're really asian which means you're chinese so ergo north america is chinese territory because our descendants came here vis-a-vis the land bridge through alaska down into uh you know the southern north american continent so Their mindset is such that they use museum warfare to show the history, anthropological warfare to show the DNA and the evolution to say, hey, really that land belongs to China. And I've actually interviewed certain generals over the years, uh, specifically when COVID first came out and we were discussing what it is. And I said, I think it's a bioweapon. I said, I don't have evidence yet, but my gut says this is a bioweapon. I've had generals tell me that the chinese have looked on satellite feeds of every single home in north america and they have earmarked every house for one of their own back in china so they do believe that uh, and it's even discussed in a chinese speech uh, given by a general a long time ago i think it was in 2003 or five i have to go pull it up i can't remember his name because i don't speak chinese but he was very serious about the dna belonging to the chinese ergo north america america the united states should be chinese territory and they they believe this so this is what we're up against this is their ideology but it's not just china right i mean we have enemies all over the
1: world everybody wants to take down the u.s uh netanyahu he's famously saying he wants to chop us up into a million pieces and take us over it's been it's we have enemies everywhere and so it, it so let's get back to the border And Abbott, I just put out a show of saying that the border, is it a PSYOP? You know, is this operation a PSYOP? What are your thoughts on that? Because when you look at Abbott being a puppet of the World Economic Forum and the issues that I mean, we do need to push back and all this, this uh, protesting is really good to show people that, you know, we're against it. But Mm -hmm. is Abbott really the one? I mean, is he really going to do anything?
0: No. No, Abbott says Abbott is a PSYOP. I wasn't sure where you were going with the question, but I I figured it out. Abbott is uh Abbott is a PSYOP. As I said earlier, his ability to stand up and defend Texas could have happened day one, the day that Biden came in office and immediately started taking down the wall and stopped the building of the wall. When all that happened, Abbott should have said, Whoa, 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 are you or are you not going to defend our border? And will you continue to finish the Trump wall? and protect our sovereignty of this nation and since he didn't do that and he did a lot of what i call pantomime and fake fight kayfabe sort of like the ufc you know wwf wrestling they go in there they fake fight around but it's already predetermined who's going to win well it was predetermined we were never going to defend the border and abbott did his level best to you know punch in, punch in shadows in the dark, but never actually be effective. And during COVID under Trump, he did shut it down. So he can shut the border down, Sarah, yet he chose not to. Three years later, after untold millions have come in, and we know that we have terrorists in the country because we already know we have cells in all 50 states, but we know that terrorists came in. My goodness, just on the three trips I've done to Panama, I've seen the individuals coming in of military, fighting military-age men And it's 10 men to every one woman down there. Um, And these people are coming from state sponsors of terror, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan. These are not here. These are not people here for a better way of life. Okay. So
1: it's really obvious when you're down there that it's military age. It's just so clear.
0: So when skeptics like uh, Dr. Chris Martinson and uh, Brian Weinstein come down, Brian Weinstein come down and they, uh, you know, were on the other side, they were saying on the less MAGA, more. liberal um classical liberal side have moved to center and they come down and they see what's happening the border and it becomes extremely clear in their minds what's happening i'd say absolutely uh you can you can attest that these are fighting age men and this is the trojan army being sucked into our country and they're going to wait they're going to wait so abbott yes he's a psyop yes he could have shut it down he should have been the first person standing on his state's rights under the constitution the u.s constitution which Under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 says he can do that. And he chose not to until all of these millions came in. And then when the heat really got ratcheted up... By the way, he shut it. He started to shut it down after Biden went down to uh, send a delegation over Christmas to meet with Obrador and his, de- and his delegation in Mexico about slowing the flows and holding some of the migrants on the Mexican side to make it look like they were doing something so that when Abbott said he was going to shut the border and do all this, it looked like he was being effective. Um, as a matter of fact, we're talking with Centerfront right now down in Panama. That's their border patrol slash military. And they're telling us the flows have increased significantly since we were there two weeks ago. So I can only imagine the melee we're going into when we go down there. And it's going to increase because they're just totally lawless now and uh, they they want a war and that uh, they want us to descend into what we would call civil unrest so that the United Nations can be deployed under their responsibility to protect doctrine and send troops in and put us under martial law, perhaps you know, throw a pandemic in there of some kind, right? They're already talking about Marburg and other stuff floating around out there. So why not? Why not throw everything at us just to shut us down because we have an election coming. They need to steal. That's how they won it the last time.
1: And they stole it. Okay. So when they're shipping and busing all these people over, are they busing military age men to country or to states and cities all over our country?
0: All over. Uh, you can go to any city and see it for your own eyes. I've got contacts everywhere. Uh, one phenomenal guy, Terry Newsom, he's up in Chicago. He documents the bus loads that come in on a daily basis and the plane loads that are coming in on a daily basis at O'Hare Airport. Uh, I've spoken to a community the activists. These are ex-cons that are for uh, that are were released thanks to President Trump's. First step act, and these ex cons can now vote again because these were, you know, misdemeanor crimes, not misdemeanor, but they were not significant crimes where people's lives were damaged or yeah. killed or what yeah. have you. But they were really over, over, overhandedly sentenced right so they were released and they're all they were talking about a million and a half people just in the illinois area that are working together to police their own streets bus stations train stations neighborhoods because they can't rely on the on the uh, police officers who by the way in chicago you can be an illegal alien go take a job as a cop and get your pathway to citizenship and now you've got an illegal with a gun in the badge that could arrest you the american tax-paying citizen It's just like insanity. So, yes, uh, you know, this is this is upended many lives, millions of lives around the country. And Americans, sadly, are going to get a wake up call that they aren't prepared for. And it's at the hand of governors like Abbott, governors like DeSantis, governors like Nikki Haley, who are late to the party. And and I'm not Nikki Haley, Nikki, uh, Nikki, Christy, no, I'm not Nikki Haley. Excuse me, Christy, no. What is isn't what is DeSantis not doing? Is he same as Abbott? It's all just
1: smoke and mirrors.
0: <laughs> He's not deporting them. He's busing them to, out of the state of Florida. I yeah, asked I my own state representative, Sarah, I'm like, hey guys, could you please tell DeSantis to not bus these people to other states with blue cities? Just put them on a plane and send them home. I'm sure the Florida taxpayer would rather have them leave the country than go somewhere else. My representative had the audacity to tell me, oh, we can't do that. That's against the law. I'm like- did you not have your VA today? Like seriously, pick up the Constitution. Try reading it. You totally can do this. The well, state having can- them yeah, no. here is against the law. So
1: come on. You, I, well, I we know. have to follow the law. We have to follow <sighs> the law. The way it's not even the real law, but we have to follow the law to to deal with the fact that they're breaking the law. It's so stupid. It's so it- dumb.
0: It, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> we should
1: we, sh- we should follow the law, but that is what they can do. That's it. With the- okay, but one thing that is helping is by busing it to blue cities. The blue mayors are starting to stand up and say, "Hey, this is like overtaking our cities. This isn't good." So there's yeah. that. There, that's a finally they're start. They're starting to mentally get it, or their own people are pushing back, and they have to. That's what I, I'm I think. Seeing. It's the people.
0: I yeah. think the people are pushing back and they're and they're making their, their politicians really uncomfortable right now, which is great. That's right. That's but right. we need those same politicians to go, okay, Mr. or Mrs. Constituent, I'm gonna head down to Lakeshore Drive in Chicago in a really nice neighborhood where we've given up apartment buildings and hotels to these migrants for three hots and a cot, clothing, cell phones, healthcare, and twenty two hundred bucks. Actually, these migrants in Chicago, a lot of them are getting like nine, ten grand a month. It's insane. Um nine well, or 10, gonna go thousand a month? Oh yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, oh that's yeah. That's more than what most people ma- That's more than the average salary of the people living there.
0: Uh, uh, hello. And how about the people on social security for 14, 1500 bucks a month? How do you think they feel?
1: That's my point. It's incredible yeah. in my area of the country, good old Minnesota, Minneapolis. They're now where all these blue mirrors are talking about clamping down and trying to figure this out. Our state is talking about becoming a sanctuary state. We've already legalized uh, this is school. So these migrants can come in and they'll get free education. It's like the people here don't get free education, but they do.
0: No. Uh, in fact, I paid full ride for my daughter out-of-state tuition when she was at school uh, as an out-of-state student when she was at home on Zoom. Like, why didn't I at least get in-state tuition break? It was a significant difference, you know. I mean, I'm I, paying I student loans it. on this stuff, so yeah. I, I, I think my, uh, I think her alma mater is going to get a, a couple of notices and an affidavit of truth for me about how that was completely um uh, just illegal what they did. They should never have charged full boat for her to sit on a Zoom in in her home because of COVID, and when they were taking in millions of dollars for the PPP money at the universities, that was just outrageous. But I digress. So yeah, the, the, the inequity of it all talk about diversity, equity and inclusion. We are excluded. It is unequal, And, uh, we are now considered the stepchildren of our own country that we have built ourselves and all these people, Johnny come lately's waltzing over the border and just get everything handed to them. When did your government hand you anything, Sarah, except take from you?
1: That's all they do. It you know, it's in demand, you follow their rules, take from you and shut up. Yeah. And literally yeah. shut up because I oh, yeah. I can say that because they are trying to shut me up and shut you up. So <laughs> you're not very uh, optimistic of about our Congress, which I can tell I'm not. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, because they all they don't do anything. I think it it's more of that theater where they put together committees. They talk a lot like it's a big deal. And then nothing ever happens. Right not in our favor anyways, things happen, but not for us.
0: Correct. Which is why the people's operation restoration is standing up. Uh, This is an organization that I'm really, I'm, really excited about as well as I am tactical civics, but I see the people's operation restoration sort of as that overarching umbrella that's addressing a lot of lines of effort for the people to take back their government from this tyrannical bureaucracy that has just run roughshod over us. Mickey Klon... And Maureen Steele, who really came together, they were behind um, the People's Convoy and some and several other uh, Bonds for the Win, uh, other organizations that really had a big impact on the country that liberated. Like Bonds for the Win, unmasked hundreds of thousands of children around the country during the COVID mask mandates. It was a very successful operation. The People's Convoy, extremely successful operation. So the People's Operation Restoration, I think, will be equally uh, yoked and equally successful. And um, you know, one of the things that Mickey explains is that our Constitution, again, our U.S. Constitution, our Constitution for the United States of America, is a trust indenture. It's a trust document. It's like a trust when you put your home and your assets into a trust. We're the beneficiary of the trust, and you have a trustee to make sure that trust is protected so that nobody can penetrate penetrate that trust, sue you or take the assets from your trust, but that you get the benefit of the assets in the trust. Well, the Constitution is a trust indenture. It's a trust document. And the public servant is supposed to be the trustee. We pick them to say, protect this constitution. You swore an oath that you would protect this constitution so that any government could not penetrate it and, and abuse us. We are protected from abuse in this document. What's happened is that paradigm has been flipped upside down. And the government now is the beneficiary. And we become the trustee, meaning we have to pay them, the, they become the beneficiary of our hard work and our hard labor. So while uh we were, you know, we're supposed to be getting the, the benefits of it, now they are, and we're getting privileges issued to us from the government, like the privilege to have Social Security for which we fund trillions of dollars in every year, right? The privilege of student loans, the privilege of welfare. Well, all of those things were used to be handled by private, by the private charity, right? And uh, you know the reason public universities are so expensive is because you have all these student loans and the more money they'll loan you, the more they can charge you. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Well, this trust indenture document we're going to flip that paradigm right backside up, and we're going to put the people as the beneficiaries, the public servant as the trustee, and we're going to hold them accountable. We're going to notify them, saying, "Here's what you did wrong. We see you doing this, this, and this during COVID fraud or election fraud." We'll give them a couple of notices. We'll notify them to cure the problem, and when they disregard that, we're going to send them an affidavit of truth, stating all the problems, the maxims of law, and the amount of money that they've that they have uh, that they're that this is worth. That we're going to hit them with. They'll be fined with, judged with. I should say, and give them 21 days to rectify the problem and respond. If they do nothing, that unrebutted affidavit, Sarah, becomes truth. and fact, we can take that into any federal court and go, here you go. Here's the facts. They agree. They did all these things and it's worth this many millions and we need a judgment. And that's how you hold these public servants accountable. And you get them to, you know, come back to the to to the roots of the law and stand in honor and stand in truth. Right now, we're standing in the wind. And they are taking all the money and running away with it. And they have no incentive to change until we show up and be the parents that we need to be and rein them all back in. That's right.
1: So does this have to do with the corporation? I know you really look into that, the United States Corporation versus the public government and the UCC codes.
0: Oh, gosh, 100 percent, you know, 1868 was a big year for the United States. It's, you know, post the Civil War back in 1866, the uh, the should we say the British loyalists, the Crown loyalists, decided they wanted to roll the entire union under the umbrella of a United States citizen. We were all a union of states. Each state was sovereign. Each state was sovereign. So you were a Floridian a Virginian a New Yorker, whatever um uh, 41% of the states in 1866 when they floated this idea by to have the 14th amendment added to the constitution saying we're all be US citizens they all said nah no thanks we're good i like being independent over here we'll come together and we'll fund our common defense for the general welfare and protection of our country, but we're going to stay independent. We'll trade freely amongst ourselves. while well, the Crown kept cutting pressure and pressure, and they were threatening the state legislature. So slowly but surely, that 41% crumbled down to two states, New Jersey and Ohio, and they really fought the fight. But eventually, they were threatened, and under duress, they signed the 14th. Well, that 14th Amendment today is being weaponized, right? Clause 3 in it is, is being weaponized about insurrection, and they're claiming President Trump um, is an insurrectionist, and therefore, he should not be allowed to run again as a president he should be removed from the ballot but it's more than that that crown of thorns called the u.s citizenship has now exchanged our god-given rights that are protected in our constitution and it took that trust document and it flipped it upside down and made us the trustees and the government the beneficiary of our hard work and now they're extending privileges back to us like social security. And once we've agreed and opted into that system, we even opted into that U.S. corporation because after 1868, three years later, Sarah, they incorporated the United States, which is that 10 square miles of D.C. But then they federalized a lot of territories and the zone improvement parcels, your zip codes are all considered federal territories. So if you live in a zip code, you're agreeing to living into the federal United States, which means you're a U.S. citizen. And so that's how they've contracted with you through your birth certificate, your Social Security. And that's how they, you know, they, they didn't care about the Constitution anymore. Remember, they took control of it when we became the trustee and they're the beneficiary. So they said, well, we're going to pass the Federal Reserve Act in the dark of night. We don't even have a quorum. Who cares? Uh, we're going to pass the 16th Amendment. We're going to make all the federal citizens pay income taxes, although it's voluntary. We won't explain that very well. And so, so on and so forth. So we tacitly agree. We don't rebut. We don't, you know, our grievances, we don't really stand up and fight back and hold them accountable. And here we are. Well, so, a lot of people
1: don't, just don't understand it. I mean, there's a UCC filing that Obama did back in 2012, I believe, that was $14 trillion. And uh, it, just this weird UCC filing. And it's the arms and the legs of, of all the people. You know, it's like, it's based on, and that's what you're saying. It's based chattel. on. Yeah. And and they call, literally call it
0: our arms and our legs. Yeah. That's it. They're using us as chattel. They have monetized us They, you, you know, when you, when they look at you, there was a website called, um, uh, what was it? D M E I. I think it was D M E I utility. Mm-hmm. Do you know this website I'm talking yep. about? Yep. Okay. Is it DMEI? My, forget I forget my I, acronym.
1: I think so. I think that's what I, because I looked it up and did some research, but there was a couple years ago, so I don't quite remember.
0: Well, they've changed it now. You 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 can't look up your social security number or your driver's license number or your passport number. Too many people knew, figured it out. I, I put it on blast several years ago, and then within a year, they took it down. <laughs> so I
1: Oops. Yeah. But see, the thing is, is that they can only get away with it if they hide it from people and make sure people are ignorant. As soon as people understand, they're not going to stand for it. Plus, what's going on in their favor is that it seems so bizarre. The arms and legs of Of it seems so ridiculous that when you start to look into it and you report on it, you almost look
0: ridiculous because the whole thing is ridiculous. It is, because they basically bastardized the Bible. The Bible is very clear, right? That's our foundational law book. And why do you think they took God out of everything, right? They had to, because they wanted to remove people's eyeballs from the Bible, which is the foundational law book that our founding father's parchment paper of the Declaration and the Constitution were based upon our the, our creator's name is invoked four times in those doc in those papers. So, you know, I don't want to call them documents because that's really not the right word. They're papers, but um, th- they were very crafty, right? And and lawyers and attorneys, right? They are they are. There's lawyers and there's attorneys, and attorneys are really paid actors to represent you in the court because really they're looking at you as a lost dead entity, a, a lost at sea, a fictional corporation because they've turned you into chattel. They had a contract with your Corporate name, And so that's how they did it through your opting in into the social security system and your birth certificate. They created a straw man of you so that they could monetize that straw man. And they're going to go, well, that straw man is backed by the arms and legs. Right. So how much how much money do we think those arms and legs are worth? How much money can they earn in their lifetime so we can tax? And that's really how they look at us as just chattel, as just well, they're trafficking us, right? That, that is point. a version yeah. of trafficking. It's digital trafficking, just like the prison systems are trafficking people, just like the human trafficking. It's not just bodies coming across the border. They're trafficking us in a lot of ways. So, um, which reminds me of something quite interesting. Uh, over the weekend, uh, we were in Texas for this trucker convoy and we were up in Dripping Springs. I didn't actually go down with the with the convoy to the border. I stayed in Dripping Springs. And Maureen Steele with the People's Repra- uh, Operation Restoration was there she came with a five thousand page document we're going to release a piece on this shortly that has a number of grievances it's a document full of grievances for a redress of these grievances and it started with the COVID fraud which yeah. is what cascaded everything that you see happening from the election to the border and all the other stuff our financial system the inflation everything right but what was interesting one of the big cases in this redress of grievances is the case out of Canada uh, you should interview him, a guy named Dale Richardson he's a mechanical engineer and he discovered the uh web the patent on the weapon is excuse me on the aerosolization of covid in october of 2020 let me say that again. There's a patent that shows you had aerosolized COVID. He found that in October of 2020. So he brought it to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, wanted it delivered to the tr- uh, Canadian government. And instead of any of that happening, they arrested him, held him hostage, tortured him. And after 10 or 11 days, he got out. So he gave that stack of papers. to, And he's Indian. He's a native uh, Indian up in Canada. Well, they treat he gave the it to- Native Americans like crap, but keep going. Oh, oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not any better in Canada, apparently. But as an indigenous um, Indian, he gave this to his daughter, also the same. She has the card to prove it. She came across our border. She was lawfully in the country. DHS picked her up, found out who she was, what she was up to, took her Indian card and said, you're here criminally. You've trespassed. So we're going to detain you. Well, they sex trafficked her. Oh, oh, yeah. So this is all these are just the cases. And so again, what you ended know, up happening to her? Well, she's, she's now free, Kay, um, Keisha Richardson, she's free. Um, but uh, what ended up happening is that they discovered that the two governments, Canada and the U.S., were in cahoots. They knew about the aerosolization of COVID. They were covering it up. And it wasn't until maybe six months, eight months ago, I was interviewing uh, Sasha Latapova, who has been a whistleblower in all of this. And I told her about my experience with COVID, getting it in February of 2020 when I was at CPAC. And she said, oh, you got the aerosolized version that they they had developed at uh, Fort Detrick just down the road. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, did anybody in your house get sick? I said, no. She goes, that's because it was non-transmissible human to human, it was specifically to be released. And whoever inhaled it got sick, but you couldn't transmit. I was like, "Holy cow!" So to hear that story and then come full circle and find out the, you know, the the first case in this redress of grievances is in a, is the. Uh, Richardson case and how he discovered the aerosolization patent. I was like, wow. So here we are full circle. But again, COVID was the umbrella that allowed so many bad things to happen because we were locked up, shut down, mouth gagged, So um Well,
1: it follows in line with the World Economic Forum, you know, the WE Forum that I put out in 2020, just a few months after COVID started, I did this little mini documentary. And it shows the Glow, everything being reset based on COVID is the middle of this target. And it's like 200 levels deep of this website, all based on resetting the world based on COVID. Yep. There's no way in heck they could have done a website that's 200 levels deep on every detail of society based on COVID right after COVID started.
0: It, Not it even. was sitting
1: there. It's of course. just physically impossible.
0: Yeah. that's a smoking gun how well it was organized don't you marvel the campaign everybody was in lockstep with the same language six feet apart people had stickers in their stores stand here stand here it was like what
1: it was all (laughs) planned it was all prepared it was incredible and people bought it and they still do and they're like oh we'll never know the truth yeah we will they documented everything it's all sitting out there you just got to freaking open your eyes
0: i know (laughs)
1: You know what I mean? I, it starts to make you, it's like we've been covering this at, at nauseum for years now. And they still are like, well, we'll never know the truth. It's like, we'll just turn off the mainstream media and start opening your eyes and figuring it out because it's out there.
0: You know, that's when my platform exploded with COVID because people were turning off the mainstream media. They were stuck at home. So they started looking around the internet and lo and behold, somebody would send them a video. They'd be like, oh, who's this chick, Ann Vandersteel? But I mean, to me, that's when my numbers really grew was during COVID until of course, I started posting all of the patents for the vaccines and the patents for SARS-CoV-2 back in April of 2020. And I got booted off everything again.
1: (laughs) So yeah, I was booted in 2019 before the election. Same,
0: yeah, YouTube, right?
1: Yeah, I lost yeah. all my channels. And then I put another one up and I, I did that one on the election steal and some of the details on that, and that went viral, right? And that, it was getting hundreds of thousands of views. And then they canceled me again. It was like, oh, crap, how'd she get on here again? Yeah, And then now I'm just, you know, whatever I have two strikes, but it, it it's, uh, yeah. So people who try to find me on YouTube, you're not going to find me very all my, if you're having to watch something on YouTube of mine, you got to go to my website to see all the stuff. Cause the only thing that ever goes up there is the really vanilla stuff going forward because I get strikes. So all the time.
0: That's I know. It's you really can't. do you do you redirect anybody to a paywall where you can actually just lay it all out?
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm on Bastion
0: and I'm on. Oh, good. Uh, yeah,
1: Bastion. My my stuff grows well there. And then, well, I'm on Rumble, and I'm on. I'm trying to focus on the freedom platforms. Bit shoots. I'm also going on Cloud Hub. I've been talking to them. There are some freedom platforms. Odyssey. I'm also on Odyssey. They don't mess with me. Those platforms don't. So I'm like, okay. Other than not rumble doesn't really give me much attention you know like i the other ones are fair i'm not sure what's going on with rumble
0: well rumble has uh what i'm learning and somebody just told this to me the other day they've got a lot of wall streeters invested in rumble so i feel like while it's a great platform i'm going to start to take a closer look at the investors in rumble and the reason i am is because i'm concerned that perhaps it's just yet another bait and switch. And if the World Homicide Organization gets their way, uh, I'm actually going to go with Mel K to Davos in May uh, during the WHO meeting. And if they get their way and pass any of this stuff, which right now it's really not looking like that's going to happen, but let's just say they do, they'll have so much say in what we can say and anything that we've posted on Twitter if it was anti who or something, they will have the ability to go to uh, shutter, all of our accounts down again. And they'll, so we're not going to win for any, for losing essentially. So it, the freedom of speech thing is still very much a real problem. And we, and that is that the crux of all of this, because once they shut that down, there's no way for people to know what the heck is going on, except to get together like they did in the revolutionary times and the, privacy of your home and little pubs in dark corners and passing out paper because there'll be no internet you know i mean there'll it'll be, be no
1: like communism it'll be it'll... what the communist countries have it'll be yeah, the they'll... soviet union and we're half there right now but and that's what's know... great about
0: bastion you can't do that to bastion that's you can do right. it to cloud hub you can do it to rumble you can do it to all the other servers but bastion is peer-to-peer and it's it's there's no servers it's great
1: yeah, I, that's why I like Daniel and all those guys over there. I've been focused on that. that. That's why I embed them on my website, because it's the real deal. But, you know, I sent you the text last week, the Fed, the FDA just made the ruling that went into effect January 21st, 2024, that informed consent is no longer necessary for treatments like the COVID jab.
0: It's Horrific.
1: I think they're preparing for the WHO treaty and for the whole because if you still had to give informed consent, it still messes up their plans right now they've paved the way to be able to do whatever they want, because all they have to do is say it's safe and effective and we've determined that now there you go, informed consent is gone, because we know how bad the COVID jab was, but that's they're still saying it's safe and effective. So that's a treatment they can give you without informed consent. Now.
0: Well, you know, pay attention to what Ken Paxton is doing with his lawsuit against Pfizer. I actually talked to some of the people that are working to provide him information. In fact, some of the information in this 5,000 page redress of grievances is actually directly connected to Ken Paxton and his impeachment inquisition and who was responsible. There's a lot there's a lot of meat on that bone in there. Um, but um, I You know we know definitively right i think the world knows definitively now that pfizer covered up all the right they covered up how bad this back this fake vaccine is this the shot this as dr zelenko called it the poison death shot i'm going to call it what is a poison death shot a bioweapon they covered it up uh and they and you know there is no immunity under the 1986 childhood vaccine safety act there is no immunity for a company who knowingly knowingly covers up crimes that they know what they're doing and they're not giving informed consent so the fda again another for-profit agency with an unelected bureaucrat nowhere in in the constitution does it mention any of these agencies that are out there with bureaucrats that we didn't pick to tell us what to do and while you're a u.s citizen under their mandates because you have to comply with their mandates, but again, you should never comply with an unlawful order because you're a living free, breathing man or woman that stands on the constitution, the law of the land, not this admiralty out at sea garbage that they live off of. Yes. Um we we just do not comply. I don't care what they say, if they're not giving you informed consent, there is no compliance. We they don't have learned so much. Law.
1: International
0: law as you have to
1: give it. the Nuremberg it, Code is right.
0: Uh, um, uh, you know what? I stand on the Constitution, which to me supersedes international law. This is our law of the land. The Who is not a governing law body. It is a super. It's a. It's a super organization, but it is not. It is not our law. We don't have any treaties with the Who. We've, we're a member of it, but that's not, we. We don't have a treaty we do with have it.
1: A, we do have a treaty, but it's not. Um, at this point, it doesn't supersede our constitution. It doesn't
0: supersede our constitution. Correct. Correct. So there is there is no way. It's semantics. It's how they're going to paint it. It's how they're going to market it to make us think that we have to do it, just like they've done everything, just like every pharmaceutical ad on TV. Um, uh, you know, they tell you how great this and show you pictures of happy, healthy people, but then they mutter something really quickly under the as they're closing out the commercial. Like, wait, how many times am I going to die from this? Just now, Ozempic. You know, everybody's doing the big Ozempic weight loss thing. I'm like, whoa, slow your road. You're going to find out that's not so great. Guess what we just found out? It's creating all kinds of mental health people, suicidal ideation, gut problems. It's like, really? <laughs> Who didn't see that coming? <laughs>
1: well, but <laughs> so- that's the common thing. You know, there is a peer-reviewed study that just came out showing that the shot now has killed 14 times more lives than it saved. I mean, how, but when I went to, I posted it on my website, when I went to go post it on my website and I wanted to find a picture to post with it, I saw graph after graph showing how the unvaccinated are dying at faster rates than the vaccinated, which is complete BS lies. They just made it up. It's, of course, it was all mainstream media, but it's on the very top of everything that you search. That's what the masses are seeing. And yeah. it's
0: complete lies. Well, uh, I would like to say color me shocked, but I'm not shocked anymore. I, I don't. Know. I can't think of the last time that my government was actually honest with me. I know. I mean, I, 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 I challenge anybody to stop and go. When was the last time the government was honest with you? Well, about do you
1: think. Yeah. About anything. Do you think that that the people will eventually, as a group, realize how dishonest this government is and take it back? I know that's what tactical yes. civics is about. It's about. It's what you are working on. Yeah. You. Think I absolutely people are do. There- you think we're there
0: and we can get enough people mobilized to say enough. I do, because I'm seeing it happen with my own eyes. Uh, TacticalCivics.com is a fantastic organization started by David Zuniga, who's absolutely brilliant. He's written, I've lost count of how many books, more than 10. But the first one that people are reading is called The Great Reset, uh, followed by Grand Jury Awake. And it's teaching people based on Christian biblical principles, the Constitution, and how to stand on the Constitution, the law of the land, using true law and order by the people for and of the people using grand juries. And with one half of 1% of the county population, you have enough people to stand up a county grand jury and say, we demand this. Therefore, we're going to create one. We're going to investigate crimes, whether whatever they are. But if we are going to talk about COVID and election crimes, we basically have all the evidence you need in every county to indict public officials based on either or and present that indictment to your sheriff. And it also teaches you how to organize a certified standing militia, a constitutional second amendment militia in your County, not, you know, not the FBI's rendition of some guy with tech gear on and face paint running around the woods with an AR playing bad guys and Indians. No, I'm talking about a real certified regulated, well-regulated militia to back up your sheriff when it comes to making arrests and then presenting the facts in an Article Three court, which is your common law court. And the only one we have in the country right now is up at the Supreme Court. We need common law courts everywhere. That used to be the standing court where you got a jury of your peers. And let the facts go where they may. If the, if the uh, guilty, if the accused is found not guilty by a jury of his peers, or her peers, so be it, Sarah. That's the law. That's how it's supposed to work. But we don't even have any of the uh, of that apparatus in place right now to get a fair trial. We're fighting. Con- we're always fighting in these admiralty, admirative, uh, admiralty or administrative courts. That's not a. That's not a legit court. They're
1: all fixed. They're all fixed. They're fixed. They're,
0: yeah, they're all it's, fixed. It's, There's no jury. It's just some
1: judge. Who's it's a paid bench off. trial. Yeah. yeah, some judge is paid off. I could tell based on our Ninth Circuit or and our regular the initial court case in San Francisco against Google. And then the Ninth Circuit was so obvious that this wasn't a fair trial. It was so obvious they fixed it along the way. They censored it. There's so many pieces that were so obvious. And so that's why we're looking at the Supreme Court because it is a common law court. But... That's you know, that's why we were at I was added to as a uh, whistleblower to that one. But the still the thing is the Supreme Court's pretty compromised too. I mean, are they gonna act in their capacity as a common law court or are they too compromised, too blackmailed, too controlled? I mean, you know, they, they didn't get there because they were good people. I mean, they got there because they promised to be blackmailed or controlled. I mean, I that's how I think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm too pessimistic.
0: No, I don't think you're too pessimistic because what we what have we watch? I mean, how many times at President Trump's cases? Let's just pick on his for a second. Um, they they didn't even get a listen because of standing. Um, the uh, um, oh my goodness, I can't think. Brunson brothers, right? Their cases, they'll get a hearing. They'll they'll get put up on the docket, but then they won't get heard. So at what point is the common law court going to actually pay attention to the people? I think we just have to keep, you know, it's sort of like you got to keep running into traffic and getting hit by the car until finally somebody says, you know, uh, heads up, we got people in the middle of the road and now it's not just one guy, it's a thousand guys. You can't miss them. You can't miss a thousand people That's, with in the middle fair. of the road. Yep. So we need to go and we need to have an army of people standing in the middle of the road and not That's just one guy plan. in the gap. That's, That's
1: the plan is it's yep. just we got to do it as a groundswell and say enough and people come together, get more people added to these Supreme Court cases, get yeah. more whistleblowers and say, we demand that you act as a common law court that you originally set up and that you right. represent us, the people and stop being blackmailed and coarse and controlled. Or, or what are our options? Let's say the Supreme Court is gone. Then what's our option?
0: well if the supreme court's gone it goes back down to the states and it's it's really and that's really where it needs to start sarah it needs to start at the state level it needs to start at the county level because all politics are local what's good in my town may not be good in your town and we need to govern ourselves accordingly to the best interests of your local community similar to when your home what works works in my house may not work in your house we we govern our families based on what's best in our familial community and we need to we need to expand that little by little into our communities and into our counties and into our, you know, our, uh, our state government. That's essentially how it goes. So if we're not taking care of our little nest egg here. How do you expect to take care of the whole country when everything happening right here is completely amok? So you, the Supreme Court is the court of last resort we shouldn't be running to the Supreme Court we shouldn't make it a goal to get to the Supreme Court our goal should be to deal with the problem right here in our common law court on the best interests of the people arbitration is final but going into a commercial court when it's it's really a an um an uh deliberation between people has no bearing. We're not commercial entities. People argue their cases in a common law court on the land. It's for the people. Commercial courts, admiralty courts, administrative courts are for corporations. We have no business being in in, in that court, in that jurisdiction at all. So it's always a matter of jurisdiction. It's always a matter of standing. And when the Supreme Court says that the people who voted for President Trump don't have standing, I'm like, What? (laughs) are you talking about? We're the
1: only ones that do. I mean, are that's what it's all about is for us. Okay. Well, where do people follow you? Do you have, are you posting updates on all these projects that you have going on and the tactical civic stuff that you have going on? Tell us.
0: Yes. So, uh, I have a channel on Rumble. First of all, you can find anything that I post is always on Twitter. So if you go to X and just look up my name at Ann Vandersteel on X, you'll find links to anything there. But I do have a Rumble channel at Ann Vandersteel as well. You can just do rumble.com slash Ann Vandersteel. You'll find my channel. Uh, This is my second Rumble channel because my uh, first one was uh, taken down for copyright strikes, which is the most bizarre thing ever because it was my channel. (laughs) So... deal with that eventually but it's it's sort of like um something i'll get to around when i have time it's not that significant to me because i still have platforms everywhere to publish But again, I'm on all the places you are. I'm not on BitChute. I am on CloudHub. I'm on uh, Facebook. Believe it or not, they still allow me there, but they put me in jail all the time. And uh, Getter as well. So you can find me just about all those good places. And of course, I love peering on other people's shows because it's fun to be a guest. I'm not doing a daily show anymore. I'm more focused on uh, news magazine style pieces that tell the story in a more deep, uh, in-depth fashion and documentaries. Um, I've done eight years of daily shows and I think it was time and move on and stretch my legs and do some other stuff. So that's what I'm doing.
1: Well, and we need that too. We need real journalism because that's so lacking. Right. And so it's so yes. great that you're doing that. And we need we need I have two projects that I'm working on that there's more charity projects that I'm not making money on, but I'm doing it because it's what we need for humanity. And we need we need more people doing that. Just say, okay, yeah. You know, not that I think people need to make a living. I'm not going to tell you to quit and do not make a living. Oh, how else do you pay your
0: bills? You that, you got yeah. it, you know.
1: But you gotta make a telling. living. That's why yeah. when people advertise, it's like, just leave people alone. That's how they're making a living. But, same standpoint, if you're just a talking head, you got fame, you got some stuff going on, go do something. Make a yeah. difference, right? I, I, it's like all these people talking, but they're not doing anything.
0: Uh, that's what I was tired of. I just wanted to go do. I was tired of being in the talk seat. I wanted to do. And I, you know, I'm, I've gravitated towards activism because I believe in saving this country and I believe that there's a pathway to save it. But I also know that God created man because we are his uh, army and we are we are responsible for what happens here on planet Earth. He gave us dominion over this planet. And we have sort of given that dominion to these what I call a group of demons that have stolen our constitution and made themselves the beneficiaries and we're the trustees to protect them from us. What? No, (laughs) no, 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 no. That's not how it works.
1: It's incredible the games that they've played. It's 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 so what's the their best ammo is the fact that we can't believe what they're doing. That's their most powerful ammunition is that we can't get our heads around it. And then when we tell people about it, they don't believe it either because it seems too far-fetched. The far-fetched is true.
0: Yeah. Imagine Customs and Border Protection cutting the fence and ushering illegals into America. Can you imagine that? Does that sound like something they do?
1: In the middle of wars and all this chaos going on with the majority of the people coming through are military age men. And the women and the children who do come through are raped almost you know, many, many times, most of them are, unless they're, and they're protected prepared. by somebody.
0: They're prepared for it, too. The International uh, Organization for Migration, IOM, is a UN-funded organization, and the UN is funded by our tax dollars. We're the largest, taxed, uh, the largest donor to the UN. They are giving rape kits to little girls and women oh. before they make the journey through the Darien Gap, because they're going to get raped. So they're funding rape and human trafficking, and they're okay with it. That's well, how that, sick this is. And there's
1: 3-year-olds and stuff that are raped by gang raped by 10, ten times. You know, I mean it's, it's 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 as gruesome and as ugly as you can possibly imagine. And so when people are saying it's a uh, it's we're not being humanitarian focused by not letting these people in, those people are completely delusional and that's so great that you're bringing people down there and saying, "No, go and look at it yourself. Let's look. Let's check
0: it out." Come and, with us sometime. I'm sorry you went there what seven times? I said no, come with us sometime.
1: Oh, me? Yeah, I'd love to come with you. That yeah. would be great. That would yeah. I yeah. would lo- I would love it. I would be frustrated and angry. I was just down in Austin. I could have like did a trip down there and I'm like, ah, oh, I just don't want. I've seen and covered so much on human trafficking that um I know. it's it's it almost it, these little ones deal with it. Personally, we are just covering it and talking about it. But the trauma to cover and talk about it is so immense that I I mean I can only do it for so long, but these guys are living it, you know. And I so know. that it's like, well, get off your egg, your butt and do something because these little ones need us to do something. And I don't care if they're American or not, they're all God's children. We cannot allow this under our watch.
0: That's period. right. That's right.
1: But Thank okay. You. Thank you so much, Anne, for coming to the program. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. I look forward to having you on mine. I I will get that scheduled when we uh, uh, get ourselves back from uh, Panama, which hopefully we'll be back in one piece.
1: (laughs) You will. You will. Okay. We'll talk soon. Thank you.